Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 396, covering Project Daedalus, with Terry Drozdak. Hi friends, it's us again, and uh, Tidro's here. Hi guys. Hello Terrence. Hello. How are you doing, Tidro? I'm doing very well. Good. You're in my home. I am on vacation. Yes. This is <laughs> this is your vacation. Glorious basement of Renton, Washington. While staying at fabulous Al's house. Yes. Please enjoy my studio, my basement studio. I don't know. You got some decent restaurants around there. That's true. A library. A pub. Yeah. Uh, no, we got plenty of things, yeah. but it's not exactly a vacation destination. It's been it a vacation destination for two of the people on this show. Well, that's and one fair. person decided to live there full time, so it must be okay. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, this week, we—I uh, I don't want to speak for you guys, but uh, I kind of dug this one. This is a good one. Another good one. Nice yeah. work, Disco. Yeah. What yeah. do you think, Deidre? Uh, there were some things that were a little weak, but overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, I—I I realized I am not pointing my mic toward you, and I'm going to have to have my back turned to you for most of the time. So it's like we're on Skype. <laughs> Might as I, well be. I apologize, but now we've started recording. I'm not I'm not hitting record a third time. It's okay. So I'm facing the wrong way. <laughs> On the plus side, I can look outside and see if any squirrels run by. So. You let us know yeah, if any squirrels run by. Yeah, but then you're going to distract me. Yeah, I will absolutely do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this one. Yeah. Which is strange to say. Two in a row. I'm I'm getting the distinct impression that, like I said last week, New showrunners took over, said, boy, this is a mess. Let's fix this. Yeah, fingers crossed that this is the rest of the season. It would be nice. We got, what, like five episodes left? Yeah, this was... Nine? Oh, God, I don't I don't have the list in front of me. I think nine, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we got like five episodes left. It'd be nice if the rest of them were good. Just good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That would be... Yes, we have five more. You're correct. It's been a rough couple episodes for the last while. Also... Also, next week's is called the Red Angel, so maybe we will finally find out who the Red Angel is, mm-hmm. and then that'll be done. We'll see. But before we get too much into this, Tidro, why don't you tell us what happened in Project Daedalus or Daedalus or do- Doodalus or however the hell you say it? <laughs> it's Dadalus, the Brotherhood oh, of Dadalus. Like, no more Dada. Yeah, it's all gone now. Now I want to know how a New Zealander would say Daedalus, Project Daedalus, Daedalus. Okay. You gotta, yeah, you gotta shift all them vowels. All right, Tidro, take it away. Okay. We open on some spinny angles, and Momerol Cornwell is on Discovery. She sort of believes Spock is innocent, but also mostly believes a video of Spock killing people, which 100% for sure cannot be faked. <laughs> but really, this episode is all about Arium, who was cybernetically augmented, woo, cybernetics, <laughs> after her shuttle crash crashed severely injuring her and killing her newlywed husband we learned that she definitely still has human emotions and loves her disco friends very much by watching her archive her memories pike and cornwell decide to break into section 31 to reboot their big computer control because a mean logic extremist general locked our guys out meanwhile mike and spock play angry chess (laughs) The Section 31 base is defended by blade mines and blackout mines that seem to be able to predict Disco's moves precisely. How could that be? 
The mines eventually stop due to Michael's brilliant plan, or maybe because Arium's done sending sketchy messages to somewhere. <laughs> Pike sends Mike, Arium, and Nan over to reset manually. Soon they discover that the base is lousy with floating corpses until they restore gravity and all the corpses plop to the floor. One of the corpses is mean ad is the mean admiral. So how did she send them a message? Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's because she was a hologram, and so was Spock in that video, which were both created by Control, which hijacked Arium via space squid drone to bring in all the data that Disco got from a big space sphere. Continuity. <laughs> now we know what the Red Angel keeps popping up to warn Spock about. I guess. Tilly attempts to save the day with the power of love, and it kind of works. Arium becomes unpossessed long enough for her to tell Mike to shoot her into space before she kills, like, all her friends. Mike tries a bunch of other ideas that don't work, and eventually, Nan does it instead. Arium drifts out into space, where she'll be. <laughs> no trouble at all! <laughs> I think what I particularly like is when you said blade mines and blackout mines, I turned around and I saw you throw up the horns. <laughs> <laughs> Middle meow! They, yep. they do, it, I hope you heard the Z. Yes, of yep. course. Or, or Zed for our Canadian friends. You're listening uh, that, to Blade Mines by Wild Man! Oh, God. <laughs> so that was my bad thing, since we're already talking about it. Mm -hmm. Blade mines. I mean, what the fuck else would be defending Section 30? Yeah, in case you're, if you weren't space sure, knives. they're mines, which are already bad, but they gave the mines some knives so that they can saw through you. <laughs> Take a saw and saw. <laughs> and Tidra, you, you took some amusement from uh, Saru's reaction to these S things. Saru was absolutely shocked that anyone in Starfleet would have mines because they are against the rules. Well, I mean, can we take a moment to admit that mines are horrible? Yes, yes, mines are very bad, but how, I mean, who, it's like me, never mind, I'm not going to say that part. Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> it's like being shocked after a person has been continually horrible over and over again. Yeah. Uh. I guess that's true. No, I like the I, li I like the idea that it's like Starfleet doesn't use mines. What are you crazy? Mines are awful. We're better than that. Mm. I, I think it's interesting that you two both really took that uh, Princess Diana crusade to heart <laughs> and are just dead set against mines. I can only assume that's that's how you're so uh, so versed in the ways of of landmines. Al right? coming out of this conversation pro mines apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we need to hear both sides. That's all. Oh, that's horrible. Blade mines. Oh, I mean, fuck. what if, what if knives, but in space? Am I right? I think we've already covered what if knives, but in space. Thanks very much. Okay, but let me say this: I discovered today that my very best friend in the world, Tidro, seems to think it's hilarious when corpses rain down from the heavens. <laughs> I do not want no. In addition to this, one of my very, very good, great friends and longtime creative partners thought it was hilarious when Captain Picard's family died in a fire. <laughs> so I'm not the only horrible person here is all I'm saying. But Renee See? and Robert <laughs> and I, the wine. You're so awful. You know, Both just horrible people. You know so, what you were getting you know. into. I know, but I'm just saying don't paint my pro-mine thing, which is also not a thing. Don't but paint I'll, my I'll play chicken along. coop. Yeah, but those blintzes were terrible. Fictional icy floating corpses are funny. I don't think they're funny. 
They were a little dead funny. bodies are not. I think they're but sad. They're not real. It's on a TV show. Okay, but when we discuss the show, we kind of assume that these people are real for the sake of my, talking about it. My suspension of disbelief only stretches so far. Okay, that's fair. It it's it stretches to floating ice. Okay, corpses. let me let me ask you this: Did you cry about Arium? Yes, I did. Well, then your suspension of disbelief sucks. Uh, well, she's pretend. They, they did an excellent job of humanizing her in like a two minute scene. Well, they absolutely yeah, they did. did. And Matt, this is your good thing. This right? is absolutely my good thing. Like, uh-huh. well, gosh, I was gonna say more. I was gonna say yay more Arium now, but uh, fuck me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seriously, we got so much more of Arium, Detmer, and Braces in this, and I just want more and more of these guys. Like, it's Arium's mm-hmm. episode, and yeah. it's great. We finally figure out what she is. Like uh, Tidro said, she is a she is a human who was in a... She's basically RoboCop. Yeah, they give her the whole RoboCop backstory where she's got a, a beautiful partner and a perfect life, mm-hmm. and then a, a tragedy happens, and she's half a, half a robot now. But I mean, she's also a RoboCop that's been at it for a while, and it's like, well... You know, it's yeah. not so terrible that I'm RoboCop. And I like that her cybernetic stuff, like, because we're in that sort of pre-original series setting, it's not perfect technology yet. Mm-hmm. It's her memory can only hold so much stuff. So she has to, at the end of every day, decide what she gets to remember. I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, gr- it- it's a great scene to sort of humanize her as she's, like, going through all of the stuff she wants to keep. And it's all, like, friendship stuff. Yeah. It's like, like a time sta- Michael smiled at her. Yeah. And- yeah, standing so standing yep. around in a hallway. I could probably lose this one. Waiting in yep. the elevator. Screw that. Hanging out with T- with Tilly Owo and uh, Detmer. I'm keeping this one. Those guys rock. Now we got a first person POV of that as as she's scrolling through her memories of them just like in the mess hall hanging out. And it's like, why don't we see this scene objectively? Why that- don't we see this like all the time? We want to see more of this. That's this the- is clearly happening. That's the thing. If we had been. Like, if we had spent more time with these characters throughout the season, like, if if it had been a priority to make these characters more important, then yeah. th- then Arium dying at the end of this episode would have been so much more brutal. And, I mean, it and was, it, like, the fact yeah, that it was, it was already incredibly rough. brutal yeah. is a testament to how good the writing in this episode is. Yes, but absolutely. It could have been so much better if we just slow down for five seconds to spend some time with these characters. Yeah, even if... Everything we saw play out in this episode played out in the same amount of time, only staggered over the last eight episodes. Yes, absolutely. Just give us a little bit of time with her instead of like, again, and I could be completely wrong. This is just a dumb theory I have, but it sure feels like new people came in and said, well, this is a mess. Mm-hmm. And, and the outline says Arium dies. Uh, I guess we better get people to care about Arium real quick. And yep. they did their best to fix it. Yeah, they nailed it, man. Like, Oh, they absolutely did. But it sure feels like bad planning that got us to this yeah, no point. no kidding. Like, they did a good job pulling it out. Mm-hmm. But up to this point, they could have been building that up. And they didn't. And it just, it's irritating. And the other cool thing is, you know, Arium's not a main character. You can kill her. I, wish I hope ha- she doesn't. I, I wish they hadn't because she's great. But yeah. No, and we want a lot of interesting background guys. Yeah. We want, like, oh, Detmer, I know what her deal is. They did an episode about her, and she's super cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, I also hope she doesn't come back evil, which is a, a distinct possibility on yeah. this show. Yeah, my new theory is that she's the Red Angel. I got a working theory that she's the uh, the AI that's going to show up at the end of, in that yeah, short. Yeah, I think has that. I think, I well, I mean, Matt said it first, but I think I agree with that one. Your theory makes total sense. You might be right, but I think 
they think it's more meaningful if it's either Spock or Michael. That's just, I'm trying to think the way they think. Mm-hmm. Before this, I was 100% it was Michael. Yeah. It, oh. And we, it might be. We gotta start putting money on this stuff. Y- yeah. Well, we uh, we were talking about this on Twitter about a week ago, and I really wanted to start a contest. <laughs> like, give us your dumbest, like, most plausible and or dumbest theory about who the Red Angel is. Because... I got some great ones. Do you want to do that now? Have people email the show? Uh, we'll... No, because the problem is I'm pretty sure they're going to reveal it next week. No, all right. I don't think we have enough time to really get people on board with that, which all is right. unfortunate. Because, but if you want to, if you want to send it to us on Twitter or uh, email or whatever, we can absolutely deal with them at some point. Yeah. But... Um. I don't know. Hashtag Red Angel. No, <laughs> just just tweet at at me and you. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. But. You know, at one point I was like, you know what? They haven't done the Harry Mudd episode yet this season. Maybe he's the Red Angel. <laughs> we know he has a he. We know he likes wearing elaborate costumes. He has access to time technology. We've seen that. Yeah. Al, if he was the Red Angel, he'd be sipping Gippers on a beach right now. Maybe he is sipping Gippers on a beach right now. He look fabulous in wings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd be believe... rich, so no one could tell you what to do. <laughs> Someone else suggested that it might be Tilly uh-huh. because red hair, red angel. Sure. Eh. I don't know. But there's, you know, there's all different theories. I think Arium is a solid choice. But I think uh, Matt's theory that Arium turns into the self-aware computer is more likely. It just but... seems very likely that someone's going to find her corpse floating around and just, like, download the memories out of it. Well, oh, not no. even that. Her memories are all still on Discovery. Yeah. Well, that's a fair point. Downlo- yeah, she's uh, half her personality's already in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was that was like a cute thing to humanize her, but it was also kind of um, a big part of the the whole plot of yeah, the thing. A, like she right, had to take point. out all her memories so she could put all this other information in. Yeah, it's she really made cool. room for all the stuff she was getting from the sphere. That's mm-hmm. true. So yeah, so now that, that all her memories are there, but the computer was British. But, you know, so she's going through a phase. Yeah. Okay. She's she's doing that Madonna thing. She's she's getting old and thinks have British accent will make her cool. She watched the first Star Wars movie like a lot. <laughs> Admiral Tarkin. I recognize your foul stench when I was brought on board. What what are you doing right now? I'm from England. No, no, you're not. You just feel intimidated when Peter Cushing's in a scene with you. Peter Cushing, how British am I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm wearing cinnamon buns on my ears. So, speaking of Arium, what was your bad thing, Matt? Uh, Yeah, so um, her evil red eyes blinking on every time that she did a wicked deed was not exactly (laughs) subtle. I like wicked deed, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like the thing, the thing about that is, I I agree with you 100. That is super stupid, and especially since we got a close up of them every time. It's like every time. If her eyes flashed red deep in the background and you only spotted it if you noticed it, that'd be that'd be nope. okay. Mm-hmm. Right on there. But and just like activating yeah. evil. And if you're like, oh wait, something's going on over there. Oh, Arium. Huh. Mm-hmm. But what I did like, we all knew she was evil two episodes ago, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked that they fucked with us a little bit. Like at one point, I was almost convinced nothing was going to come of this. Like they did such a good job of her having what we thought was a perfect moment five or six times and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe this is all just a big cock tease. This is kind of funny if that's the case. Yeah, but... I mean, I kind of expected her to just like immediately go rogue and start beating people up. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. But instead, it's because we didn't know what her real motives were, that she was after data that like she needed to reveal herself at a different point. Mm-hmm. She wasn't just trying to sabotage No, she was doing and... sneaky stuff in the background. Right. 
Like but a computer would actually do. She right. she literally, there's points in the episode where when everyone else is busy, she just turns around really quickly and starts like typing and downloading stuff. And then she mm-hmm. looks back like, anyone see that? Hello? What? <laughs> yeah. Very much like, yep. um, like, she, oh, my boss almost caught me playing solitaire. Yeah. Til- Tilly walks in in one scene and she like shuts off her screen real quick. Yep. Uh, not I, porn, that's for sure. What? <laughs> I completely called the first time they established that that she and Tilly were friends. It was like, well, obviously Tilly's going to use the power of love to, uh, yep, to like make her good again, mm-hmm. and uh, so nailed that. You did. Thankfully, I was wrong about a whole bunch of stuff. the The thing a lot of people don't seem to understand is I love being wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't want the show to be predictable. Yeah. A couple of people are like, oh, so now you like Spock? Yeah, I do. And I'm glad I didn't think I was gonna, and I'm so happy to be wrong yeah, about right. that. Well, they dealt with him very poorly in the beginning, like making it, was... it all about a chase of him. And yeah. now, like, when you actually get him as a character, he's good. Well, that's and... the thing. Again, it took, what, seven episodes for him to finally show up, and then another yeah, one and for then him we to, get not, him to and stop for... babbling? Yeah. We get him for a full episode, and yeah, he's still not coherent. Like, now that he's Spock, he's super interesting. Like, yeah. watching him and Michael play off of each other has been really <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. So let's talk about that scene. That was... that. There's so much going on there. Mm-hmm. Spock telling Michael, you can't save everyone, idiot. Like, what were you going to do when you were eight years old or whatever it is? I don't remember exactly how old. It was but... about eight. Yeah, you're a, you were a child. Your parents got murdered. What were you going to do? Pick up a Batleth and fight off the Klingons yourself? Yeah, right. No, stupid. You can't save everyone. And then that kind of comes back near the end where she's like, I can't kill Arium. I, I can't do it. I can't let Spock be right. I I can save everyone. No, Michael, you can't. Arium's like, well, what about my life? Yes, but more importantly, Spock will win this argument and I yeah, can't my, have that. My brother just <laughs> talked about this. I can't let him be right. Oh boy, the Sarek family is fucked. <laughs> There's yes. so much going on there, but that's the thing I really honed in on is like, yeah, he's being a dick and he's being a super dick. Oh like, man. She walks in during his lie detector test at the beginning and uh, says to the admiral, well, I'm his sister. I know something about him. And he says, not by blood. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, you dick. Yeah. Right. But also the thing he says about, you can't save everyone is, is seriously coming from a place of like, I want to help you. And I'm kind of compassionate. Like it's not all jerk. Yeah. It's like, you have to let go of this trauma. Yeah. Yeah. This was not your fault. And then they get in this weird argument about the logic extremists, which I hate by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to murder her and she's like and he's like no they were trying to murder me like they're arguing over who the terrorists want to murder more yeah well clearly it's me I'm more important than you no it's me because I'm a half breed and they don't like half breeds mm-hmm. well the, the best thing is in that argument is he basically is like god damn it not everything is about you yep but then at the very end Arium says it's all for you. Yep. <laughs> Michael, it was all about you. I need to save you because you're important. She's like, see, I knew it. Yep. See, now I'm, I know I'm perfectly justified in thinking I am the center of the universe. Spock's in yep. the background. Motherfucker. I just had to talk with her about this. <sighs> Although, you got to also admit, Spock saying, it's not always about you. The next implied line is, it's always about me. D- well, I much. mean, you know, 50 years right. of Star Trek has uh, shown that kind of it is, actually. Yeah, it's pretty much always about him. Uh-huh. Yep. I am the important one. Yeah. it's It was a very good scene, which was very, like, super emotionally charged, and Spock throws a temper tantrum and, like, wrecks his fucking chest set. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like a big goddamn baby. You broke your little ships. 
<laughs> I um earlier this week Tidro was talking about how she thinks Tilly and Spock should hook up, which I th- I didn't I, say they should hook up. I just think Tilly would have a giant crush on him. That's fair. But what I my original reaction was that's super inappropriate because I think of Tilly as being much younger and Spock being much older. But I looked it up in Memory Alpha and apparently Tilly is twenty three and Spock is twenty six, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah, about. Well, it's the beard. I say go to but, town, man. But, no, I just think she would be flustered. But what I'm saying is Spock is 26, which to a Vulcan is it's, like a teenager. Yeah, that's nothing. And he was acting like one. Yeah. Yes. And he 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 said the thing which you think he didn't actually mean, but I I like it anyway. He said failure is liberating. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him trying to justify to himself that he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, you know, if you're one if you're one of those kids that gets perfect grades in school uh-huh. and then and you then know, you get an A minus. And then you get yeah, then you get an A minus or you get a B maybe uh-huh. and you and and the world doesn't actually end. Yeah. But you still feel like it. Yeah. Because you know I I mean, that's what I don't know. That's what a more healthy person would say. I'm pretty sure Spock is just saying that to be a dick. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a lot going on there, but there um, is. I I really like the idea of both of them getting out from under Sarek and just like wait. This they is never what the will. real world is like. Spock Spock's last act before he goes back in time to a, another reality is trying to continue the work that his dad started. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to be an ambassador late in life and trying to like make things better with Romulus, which his dad didn't specifically do, but he wanted to do this like grand diplomatic gesture to prove that he was better than Sarek at his own job. Mm-hmm. Like he's carrying that shit into, into his like 150s. Yep. <laughs> he Dude, never that's... gets over it. We don't know where Michael ends up, but Spock never gets I over mean, it. I mean, they have daddy Hopefully issues. better. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, one would hope, but we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, but, after that scene, at the end of that scene, Tidro, this is your good thing. There's, it's just great. Like Spock is just stormed out, and Michael is crying, and then she gets, a, she gets a, a hail to come to the bridge, and he's just a little, very sad laugh. Like, of course, of course, now. Yeah. Oh, good. Now it's time to go to work. Yep. Fuck. And look like I'm not crying, and yeah, be a professional, and do so my job. Good. God. Damn uh, you guys are gonna have really to wait good. five minutes while I, while Spock gets far enough away from my quarters that it's not awkward when I leave. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we make eye contact again so soon, that's it for both yep, of us. Yep, yep. But yep. then, and then she does go on the bridge, and this is just another cute friendship moment. But she looks fine to me, like yeah. mostly. Mm-hmm. But Saru is like, are you okay, sweetie? Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's good. great. Like, it is interesting to me that Saru has three lines in this episode, and you're just basically like, what a great Saru episode. <laughs> hmm. I wonder who I like in this show. I like Everyone and uh, mm-hmm. to to speak to that point, Lieutenant uh, Agent Ash Tyler, uh, Bad Penny Bag Salad was <laughs> nowhere to be seen. They mentioned him once or twice, but he's nowhere to be seen. Mike's like, I will prove he is not guilty. Uh, I will rescue my boyfriend from his room. Uh huh. Ex boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard to tell what her relationships are because she doesn't get to spend time with anyone. Yeah, that's right. true. Uh, presumably, she's still best friends with Tilly, but they've spent. They haven't Outside seen each of work, other almost all season. Yeah, like to the point where Al was surprised they were still rooming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was a big surprise to me because I thought she's got her rank back; she deserves her own quarters, right? Yeah. Well, we were talking well, about that, just... and it's like, well, you know, they probably like hang, they probably like sharing a room, and that's fine. Yeah, if they said that, but well, we, no, we just don't thing. see the scenes of like those are the scenes bra- I want to see. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like her braiding Tilly's hair before bed. Yes. Yeah. How adorable would it be for? 
Captain Pike to show up and look at the duty roster and say, you know what, Burnham, you have been reinstated as a lieutenant commander. You deserve your own quarters. I'm going to assign you now. And Michael's saying, you know what? I like leave. I like living with Tilly. I never had a little sister. I really yeah. like it. That would be such a cute scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we don't get, get that. that. No, of course not. No. Uh, my good thing. So Admiral Cornwell shows up, or as, as Tidro calls her, Mom, Mom Merle. No, I, you call her that. I just stole it. <laughs> um, you burned it. Last time, yep. she, she heisted it. I did. I did a computer heist. Don't don't bungle the caper. <laughs> I was really worried Admiral Cornwell was going to be on the whole Section 31 side. Like, I thought yeah, right? last time we saw her, she was like on their ship. I'm like, oh boy. Uh, but it turns out she's actually trying to navigate that gray area that most characters just kind of talk about but don't really do. Like, she thought extreme measures were called for during the war, but she thinks Section 31 has way too much power. Like, this is why the show's getting better to me. Because yeah. Section 31 should not have this much power. They shouldn't be allowed to order our guys around. And they they're finally coming to the realization and saying, wait a minute, these guys have too much power. The, like, they shouldn't, like, they shouldn't be the good guys, you know? Yeah. They but it was always like, Pike, you are here to do... What Section 31 says, because they're looking out for the greater good. Yeah. Like, ugh, no, they're not. No. Yeah. The, and it's like, so nice that we've turned it around and said, wait, these guys are kind of shady and bad. Yeah. Like, okay, good. I'm I'm more okay with them being around, mm -hmm. knowing that they're the bad guys instead of, like, they're the good guys that we all answer to. That's bullshit. Yeah, and, we like, no one on, none of our guys should ever be all like, yeah, they're shady, but they get results. Like, yeah, we yeah, should no, not, that's like... Really bad it's bad that these guys are around doing their, like doing their thing. Yeah. And for Cornwell to specifically go through that whole evolution of, I thought they were necessary. Now I see they are not, this is bad. They should not be doing all this stuff. Like yeah. that's saying it out loud is important to me mm -hmm. because one of my main complaints is the fucking secret police should not be running the show in our utopia. Yeah. I've been saying that week in and week out. And finally the show is agreeing with me. Yeah. It's that's there, bad. There, that's a bad thing. There's been thing. a big tone shift and I'm so pleased. Yeah. And plus I like Cornwell. Yeah. And I like that she's on yeah. the right side of things. Yeah. Like, that makes me happy. So that's good. I kind of like, so it turns out we haven't really talked about this much. Starfleet built a, an AI to help them develop strategy, mm -hmm. which feels like a thing they would do. And of course it gained sentience and turned evil, just like all computers everywhere always do. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know, as as one of the villains, as one of the antagonists in this season, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's a cool idea. If you idea. look back, they talk, they've actually talked about control. Yes, they have. And But I didn't, you know, it didn't really... I, I kind of figured it would come back. Sink in very much, but yeah, it's 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 neat. I like it. And it's very sci-fi, and it's very classic Star Trek. It, it's basically, mm -hmm. it's like, a, it's like a, for plotting like strategy and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and what Cornwell said a couple of times is, it never has the power to make the decisions. It always, like, calculates the best suggestion, and then we act based on that. I like. And the... now, it's coming alive and and taking matters into its own hands. I like the idea that it's that it's like I was programmed to I was programmed to make wars most efficient. The most efficient mm -hmm. way to way to run a war is if all sentient life is dead. I mean, then that's there basically then there yep. will be peace. That's basically war games. Yep. The only way to win is not to play. <laughs> so you're saying we need uh, Matthew Broderick? Uh, yeah, or a Matthew Broderick equivalent. <laughs> Maybe someone who didn't murder someone with their car. Fair, but, you know. fair enough. Manslaughter, manslaughter. Oh, excuse me, manslaughter. Don't, don't get sued, manslaughter. Very different. Oh, nobody listens to this show. 
please sue us. I dare you. <laughs> please don't That's, sue we're us. Gonna... We're just making fun of Matthew Broderick for fun. <laughs> I'm not making fun of him. <laughs> Look, you guys like corpses and people being burned <laughs> to death, so... Uh... Get off your high murder horse, Al. Yeah, exactly. Nope, never. <laughs> a murder horse would be less stupid than blade mines. Yeah. Murder horse is still a horse, though, and therefore awful. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> God. Didn't Bojack play a murder horse in that in that show that he was in, Filbert? I, either a murder horse or a murdered horse. I kind of lost the plot on that one at the or end. Or an attempted murder horse. I sure felt like all those shows Tidro likes, though. Yeah, yeah, it really does. <laughs> I do what like my murder shows. What did darkness you do? is a symbol for the darkness. <laughs> See, it's a good show. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> Excuse the hell out of me. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. There was a scene I didn't actually talk about in my summary because yes. there were so many things. This show is hard to summarize because lots of, whether it's good or bad, so many things happen. Yeah, so Stamets and Spock are like hanging out in the mushroom Oh, that was room. so good. And, uh, it's, yeah, they're just, they work really well together. Well, Stamets is like, uh, this uncomfortable silence is kind of actually irritating to work around. If you guys are going to talk, talk. Yeah. And then they argue and he's like, could you stop? I'm wrong. Yeah, just That's get not out. helping me. Just quit it. But then Spock comes back later and helps him fix a thing. Yeah. There's a moment I really like in that where it the, the scene ends like, hey, by the way, Spock, let me give you a little advice. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, mm -hmm. Paul. Before you go, let me give you a little advice. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, yeah. Spock, before you go again, let me give you another little advice. <laughs> these are these are characters who must have the last word competing to have the last yep. word. Yes. Very good. And yeah, the only part that I didn't like about that is that Jet Reno should have been fixing the show. Jet, Jet, the only thing I don't like about this show is anytime Jet Reno's not on the screen. Yeah, we yeah, miss, yeah. Yeah, we there's miss her. There's plenty of things I don't like. But, but that's a big one. That is a big one. How do you introduce a great character like that and then just never have her? Br so bring her in good. as a regular for season three. Please, please, uh, yeah. please. I know Tig Nataro's I mean, probably got a whole lot going on, but yeah. also I love her, so. Yeah, we can make it work somehow. Yeah. If they if they manage to get Michelle Yeoh, they can probably get Tig Nataro. Yeah, right. Like full time. Um, I I didn't hate Spock kind of trying to fix, uh, well not fix but help uh Stamets with this whole personal thing. He's he was trying to like look. I I I've only been here for a minute. I know you're going through a lot with this Hugh thing, but mm -hmm. uh, ooh maybe maybe he's just having a hard time, man. I mean it seems rough. Boy, coming back to life, I personally can't imagine what that would be. Like. <laughs> no, That's I will weird. never have to deal with that. It's probably a little weird, though, right? Uh huh. <sighs> probably weird. You think? Um, what else? Uh, oh, oh, logical, logic fanatics. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Still not Fucking a thing I like. Logic extremists. Logic That's extremists. It. I hate it. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. Logic is reasoning it's thinking a thing through that makes sense in a series of steps how do you be an extremist well, the thing is like the calling them logic extremists is basically like what they really are is fucking human racists yeah and they never yeah really you should call, call them, them like Vul vulcan firsters or something like that and i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of the concept in general as we talked no. about on enterprise but i definitely am not a fan of the idea that someone is in starfleet and has that yeah. Yeah. Like, also, it's it's the same people who terrorized Spock and or Michael are now in charge of this thing that is threatening all sentient life. That's a little too neat. Yeah, come on. Like, of course, it's their special destiny, so it's their villain that's been personally, you know, 
antagonizing them is now threatening everyone. That seems a little... But also just like, you know, hello, Utopia, like... Yeah, well, you don't get yeah, to, you don't get to be a fucking admiral if you're if you're racist. I know yeah. that makes me look like a fucking like completely naive, but yeah, it's you're Star like Trek. What what do you mean mines? Yeah, <laughs> no, I get you. I'm I'm with you on that, and it just also it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Again, logic extremists. Just ugh. yeah, ugh. shut up, Enterprise. <laughs> How are you still bothering us from beyond the grave? <laughs> Hate everyone like, oh, that's the show with the good ideas. You, you no. gotta satisfy those hardcore Enterprise fanboys. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't know if there are a lot there of There absolutely are. We heard from them when we watched Enterprise. Yeah. No, season three is when it gets great. Yeah. Ugh. No, season four is when it gets great. Okay. All right. Whatever. No, thank you. Shut up, Jack Bauer. <laughs> oh, Tidro, what was your bad thing? Oh, my bad thing. This is a... Kind of a small bad thing, but no, it's not. Uh, it's they started off the show with like within within a couple minutes of each other, they did a bunch of spinny angles, um, and I don't care for the spinny angles. No, I just don't. I'm on don't, your side. They're here. not necessary. We're we're in artificial gravity. There's there's no point to it. Well, I think they're trying to be like J.J. Abrams. Yeah, he did it to evoke a sense that we were in you know space and. There's no up in space, and I like the way yeah. he did it. They also but do the show... they also do the lens flares. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm on the one hand, I'm so sick of hearing JJ oh, Abrams lens flares, but on the other hand, you're right. The, is, I mean, like, they do do yeah. them. Like I know, I just out of spite, I don't want to talk about it. Fair but, enough, but you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. But it's also literally the first shot of several episodes now has been upside down. Yeah, and as we zoom, we spin. To put it right side up. Why? Yeah. It, there's no reason. That's no. This... Uh, someone wrote in a few weeks ago, and we're not going to be able to get to this until the, the supplemental, but she basically said, this was the hardest episode I've ever had to watch. And she meant it literally. It is hard to watch because it's spinning around all You're the damn time. Seasick. Yeah. Yep. And there's no point to it. It's not creating a sense of, like, it's not making you feel a way. It's just, I mean, it's making me feel away nauseous. <laughs> yeah, but it's not helping the story. No. No. I mean, I'm sick of bag salad, but that doesn't really change, you know, because I'm physically sick. <laughs> uh, what else? We had a lot there... more of uh, braces this week. Uh, confirmation oh, yeah. that she is a. Non. <laughs> her name is Non. Yep, I'm still going to call her Braces, though. Okay. Um, What is she? I fucking can't remember. I can never remember the damn name. Bar- Bars- Barzen? Barzen? Bar- that Something like right. bar, bar, yeah. No, she's a she's a race that we've saw in uh, next gen, yeah. and they confirmed that this week, which is pretty cool. And the braces it's... are a breathing apparatus, and also yes, but uh, she we... personally kills Arium because she's kind of a badass. Yep, she's we've decided the most suspicious person on the ship. Yeah, which yep. is good for her job. I guess suspicious in the sense of she is suspicious of people, not that she herself is correct. Suspicious. Yes. which I thought she was herself was suspicious when she first came on the ship because I didn't trust. Anybody that came over. Um, yeah, you told me you thought Pike was a bad guy. I thought Pike was evil, but then he won me over. Honestly, but anyway. I was waiting for that shoe to drop for a while, too. Yeah. But so the the one thing I did not, like, the the way they we, that we learned what Nan's face doohickeys were was, mm-hmm. was like, Arian was like, so 
you need those to breathe, right? See, I liked that because it was like, a, oh, you're like me. Yeah. You, you need mechanical enhancements to help you function better, just like I do. No, I just definitely saw that immediately. It's like, well, one of those is getting ripped off. Yeah, I'm going to rip set that up and pay One off, or two right. of those is getting ripped off. <laughs> That's how you tell a story. You set up a thing and then you pay it off. Yeah, but it was too obvious to me. It was uh, very, it, very obvious. Uh, that's so. It's so weird that that, I mean, I don't disagree with you. But it's weird to me that that was obvious to you and not some of the other things the show oh, does. Oh, yeah. That I mean, so incredibly obvious. Yes. I mean, the the scene, the first Arium scene where she's looking at her memories is extremely emotionally manipulative. Yep. But it um it still worked. On, yeah. At least it I, worked on me. So. I absolutely admit I was being manipulated and I didn't care that much. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was a good scene. It worked. Yeah. They it's it would be real easy to fuck it up, but somehow they made it work. Yeah. Uh, we got a Spock's brain reference. I'm pretty yes. sure that was intentional. Yeah, that was good. had to be on purpose. <laughs> yeah. When when they're doing the lie detector at the beginning, they have like a holographic map of Spock's brain and these weird spheres that just come out of his brain and go back in it, I guess. Yeah, Tidra, you and I both have the Spock's brain note here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually didn't get a chance to do my notes this week, or it definitely would have been in there for yeah. me as well. That was, what have I you was done with doing, Spock's brain? Yeah, I was doing my notes ha- by hand on paper on a plane, so I had not seen your notes. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I was I just wanted um, uh, Cornwell to just stare at the monitor in befuddlement and go, brain and brain? What is brain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, while I'm in here, Tidra, I also like your note, who shipped that? <laughs> I didn't know whose ship that was. No, so. I see the that. Shuttle? Yeah, the shuttle at first. I was ah. like, who's on that? Well, was give it, it a damn second. Was, was, she, was she, did she just fly out there on her own? The Admiral? Yeah. Yeah, she probably has the warp shuttle or whatever. It's a like runabout. A, yeah, I don't think runabouts existed running back about. then. But yeah. Maybe but she the, just like hopped in her car and drove to Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the, that's I, the deal. The, sh- the uh, runabouts are a shuttle with a ro- warp drive, so. Yeah, yeah, but they also didn't exist until DS9, so like. Well, maybe it's a Section 31 shuttle. Of course it is. I mean, they have everything else. You're yeah. not wrong. Like. They have they have holograms that can pass for real. Yeah. Which should not be a thing yet. All they would have to do is put a big 31 on the side, and it's like, yep, that <laughs> checks out. Well, it's either Section 31 or Baskin Robbins. Yep. <laughs> oh. How 30 the, the real evil in the universe. How 30 wonderful is that? Ugh. I love it that everybody's like, well, this video is real and it cannot possibly be faked. Oh, look, it was faked. Yeah, uh, we can do that now. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Deep learning. Yes. Um, all right. I like everybody standing around going, who could have killed all the uh, Section 31 admirals and then escaped to take over Section 31? And I'm just like, it's Giorgio, right? Well, Giorgio, yeah, I mean, remember? The one Look, who says every- she's going to take over Section 31, right, guys? Hello? My my thing is either, like, okay, yeah, it's all been happening in the last, you know, year or whatever since Giorgio got there. It's either Giorgio or it's that guy that Giorgio's always fighting with trying to uh, pin Leland, it on her. Yeah. That's that's my theory, is that he's doing it and trying to set her up for it. See, I don't think he's devious enough to kill four admirals to get, to, to get ahead of her. She will kill anyone. I mean, I them. believe you. I, I agree with you. The problem, well, and I then don't. eat them. Yeah, I keep coming back to this though. They're giving her a spinoff. Are they really going to commit to her being that evil and then make a show about her? I think that's it, a good I think point. Can, I think the easiest way to make that spinoff is to, ha- to have it start with her in charge. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just thought maybe they try to redeem her. I mean, I don't want them to, but uh, I don't want that show. I don't know that there's a way to redeem the character at this point. <laughs> 
She love... likes. She kind of likes babies. Was it she's... was it you, Tidro, who was arguing that she's not really? She doesn't really eat people. She just eats aliens. No, I was. Someone I was, said that. I was nitpicking your your use of the word cannibal. Yes, yes, she eats people, but she's not eating her okay. specific race. Therefore, she's uh, not. A cannibal. I, I, I look. I see where you're coming it's a from, Pedro. But like, I our point is that she's eating sentient people. Yes, she's life definitely life. eating people. And I'm... it's weird to me that you're such a Saru fan. <laughs> But no, nah, he's not a person. <laughs> he is totally a person. He's just not a, you know, her. Tidro, do okay. you want to eat Saru? Is she human? Yes. Do you do you want to, like, consume ganglia? No. I think you do. I do not. If, he, if, does, he doesn't have ganglia anymore anyway. Does, if Mads Mikkelsen would... as, as Hannibal Lecter prepared it for you, would you eat it? Shut up. He uh-huh. thinks that us protest too much or possibly uh, not shut enough. Up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think that's it yeah that's everything i got all right tidra you got a quote for us oh it's just spock very casually insulting mike's room like her side of the room it's pretty good unlike ensign till you seem to have no individual expression whatsoever it's quite an accomplishment to be uniquely mundane yeah I, I mean you know those two like two weeks in a row i already love this relationship i want this all the time so I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's, it was hard to pick one. Yeah, there's a lot of good quotables in this one. Yeah. Well, good Some episode. It's nice. Difficult. But yeah, it is. And hopefully we will continue to be nice. Yeah. We'll, Fingers we'll crossed. About that. Yeah. Well, like I say, next week uh, we have an episode called The Red Angel. Hopefully that means we find out who the fucking Red Angel is. Yep. It's Brian Fuller. It's probably Brian Fuller. <laughs> Uh, and our friend Devlin will be joining us for that, so yeah. that'll be exciting. Yay! Uh, before we do our very lengthy um, promotional crap at the end, Tidro, why don't you tell us the things that you get up to? Um, mostly, I make like things to, that you wear on your head, like horns, mm-hmm. um, and I also make nerdy soaps. I have mm-hmm. some Star Trek soaps, um, and you can find me at um, bunnybubbles.etsy.com. Very good. So uh, our fanfic project Endeavor is a thing yep as, episode as one heard. has launched yes uh episode two if you are part of the patreon should be posting i believe this coming week so look forward to that mm-hmm. uh we are very pleased with how this thing is coming along we're we're so happy uh we we really want you guys to uh to check it out um it's a lot of the stuff that we've talked about over the years wanting to see in star trek then we're like you know what we're, we'll do it ourselves we'll, yeah we'll make our we'll make our own damn star trek how about that yeah and we did. And it's good. We well thank, thank you. you. We're we're very pleased with it. Yes. And, and that is at ussendeavor.com. Uh and the Patreon I mentioned is patreon.com slash Algar, mm-hmm. A-A-L-G-A-R. That's uh if you wanna get this show early, if you wanna see our show notes, if you wanna if you wanna kick up to one of the higher tiers, you can actually pick a thing for us to review when we yep. run out of Star Trek to do. There's there's a lot of fun rewards there. And that money is being distributed to um well, to Matt. And to the voice actors mm-hmm. and to all the people who help make this happen, um, which is nice. For the first time, we are actually paying people to help us make things, which is super cool. So, like, it's all divided up by percentage. So the more you guys kick in, the more everyone gets. Mm-hmm. So uh, consider doing that if you could, please. Yeah. And uh, as usual, if you want to write to us, the email address is postatomicore at gmail. The website is postatomicore.com. The Tumblr is postatomicore.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter at Algar and at Robot Matt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all the things. Yep. Uh, see you, folks. <laughs> 
The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. <laughs>